Welcome to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. This is Justin Costa. Justin Costa. I'm glad you can join me today. You, uh, What do you do for ITC? I handle the carrier relationships here, all the carrier business development and other business development. Oh, so I was going to say, you do so much, I see you running around everywhere. It's random. It's random. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, you go, you come in every morning. And you're like, okay, well, I gotta think. Uh, I'm gonna do this today, and then it turns out to be 15 other things. Yeah, who am I gonna be encountering today? Is really what it comes down to. It could be anybody in the entire company, the building, or the world that just happens to call into ITC. Yeah, nice. So, uh, been a good week. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, more of a cultivating week than anything. Then uh, you've got your results-driven re- week where every all the pay dirt comes in, and then you have your weeks where you're cultivating. You're built, uh, planting, planting the seeds and uh, cultivating. Right. Yep. Very busy April coming up. Yeah, well, uh, wanted to talk about something uh, that's uh, coming up next week. It's uh, have, have you uh, heard of this movie, Ready Player One? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay, well, it's based upon a book by Ernest Klein, which what it does is it's it's a nostalgia type movie where it's set in the future, and what happens is uh, everybody goes into virtual reality to to kind of escape the world is decrepit and mm-hmm. falling apart and all that, so they go into this world to escape, and um, it comes out next week. It's next Thursday's the release of the movie. That's uh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Okay, I think I I did see something on that. I think I caught the song "Take on Me" or whatever that song was from the '80s. That happens to be its you know storyline behind it. The, the 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 behind the the glass mirror. Yeah, type of thing. the aha song that they had back in the '80s that hit. So <laughs> that's all I caught on it. Looked over and saw chaos, and I didn't pay attention much beyond that. <laughs> well, you know the. Uh, um, we've done a couple episodes on millennials and you just proved you were not a millennial. That is correct. <laughs> I'm closer to a boomer than I am a millennial. But, uh, it's where, where people go into virtual reality and they, they go relive the glory years mm-hmm. of the eighties and nineties. Now I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So I love those things. Back to the future, a team, Pac-Man, Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. I had Ataris. I had Commodore 64s. I, I did all of that type of stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at this as going, okay, this is this is really cool. And the book's fantastic. And I'm like, okay, this is really great. But then you realize that it's this environment where, you know, people are using this as escapism. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're escaping from all their problems. They're mm-hmm. escaping from all the world around them. And it, it's – I started to take a look back. And there's a new video um, out by uh, a perfect circle called Disillusioned. Mm-hmm. And all it is is about people that are just staring at their phone all the time and how they just become drones. Right. It's like a 1984, you know, that type of thing. Right. And I started really thinking about this movie coming up and I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to like it. Right. You know, because – I mean, you see it everywhere. You see it. Uh, you've got people always on their phones. They mm-hmm. can't even lift their head up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm guilty of it sometimes. And you uh, even have neck problems from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man, my, my arms are feeling slightly weak. And I go to the doctor and they're like, um, you might actually just having a problem because <laughs> you're just looking down at your phone all the time. So I've actually I've actually tried to, to slow it down quite a bit. You know, definitely, you know, with all the new driving laws, I've kind of just put the phone away while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I've been very good about that lately. Well, not lately, for almost a year now. And um, – but, you know, I, I just can't get behind this virtual reality. 
I, I've really put my <clears throat> thoughts on it. What are your thoughts of like virtual reality? Oh, there's so many there's so many directions it can go, good and bad. Uh, there, there's you can see almost a therapeutic side of it for some people that need that escape, that need a place to go outside the world they're actually in reality in. Uh, that it takes them a place that's literally happy for them, uh, can can make their life a little better. And then you've got directions that can go in that can get, you know, do we end up with something we didn't wish for? You know, do we take this thing and uh, almost with the uh, – uh, the it, it takes us into a place where we we don't intend to go. It's uh, it, the results are are devastating to society, to us socially. Uh, just talking about the texting. I mean, kids today. You wonder if they can even communicate with each other on a proper level of negotiation. Even use even use English. I mean, and we're not passing emojis on a contract. I, I, exactly. And 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 it. I, I remember. It, I remember laughing at myself because. You hear children going, yeah, and they text in full sentences. Well, I'm sorry. I was I was taught English, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put a period in there. I, I put too. a question mark. I put in the – so it's, it's, it's understandable. And the stuff coming back from my kids looks like hieroglyphics. Yeah. Know, which is well, like, or what is that? <laughs> or it's worse. I remember uh, I was texting someone just uh, – I don't know. This, this was a while ago, so this is probably 10 <laughs> years ago. But they, they were – I'm going to go hang out with my girl. And they actually M A H G U R L, and I go, you know, you actually use more letters, and you could have spelled that correctly. And the you, you and I are right next to each other on this keyboard. I don't know why you had to really go, my girl, with a G U R L and M A H from mom. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I look at these movies, and you see, uh, have you looked at uh, Dark Mirror on Netflix and all? Okay, it's 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 just similar like that. It's it's like the. Uh, uh, Twilight Zone for the current generation. Okay, yeah. so every episode's a bottle episode. <laughs> it's its own world world, and they a lot of it is the dystopian future. How how you know everybody are drones and all that. There's there's some that are like that. Some are different, but it, it just seems like that technology. And I'm a huge technology fan. I love technology. You know that. I've mm-hmm. got toys everywhere that I that I love to play with. It's just. I'm getting to that point where I'm like, is it really too much? Yeah. I mean, have we disconnected? And, and you know, we, we talk a lot about technology and stuff on this podcast. And, you know, I'm like going, well, this is the one that I'm not buying into. I, I, I don't have a virtual reality. Have you, do you know anybody that has virtual re- reality headsets? Uh, yeah. Their PlayStation? I, uh, my, my son's friends do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they have that. And things, things like that. But you, you see it even in, in movies today. Um, remember the movie Tron? Yeah. Remember that? Oh, that yeah. That's almost like a virtual reality movie that came out for a while there. Um, and then you look at remakes of movies. Uh, Blade Runner mm-hmm. was a great one. Uh, that was a great movie in the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a graduating high school, getting a teenager there, and it, that came out, and it was a big deal. Uh, I think they came out while I was in high school. and. Uh, and it, it, it was a great movie, and they did a remake of it now. You know, further on, Harrison Ford gratefully was still in it, but uh, yeah, it was, I, I don't know what the results were of it. Uh, it. It was, it was really a piece that was to the fanboys that they were trying to actually make to a new generation and try to bring people in that they could watch that movie without seeing the original. But the, but the reality is, the original was just so good. Right. I, I mean that you know when uh, that that's. Uh, 
uh, Rutger Howard's speech, yeah, yeah. That, that monologue at the Phenomenal. end. It, it, Phenomenal. It's just, and he ad-libbed when it. When he was fading away. Yeah, yep. it was, he ad-libbed it. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh, it just got chills. It, it just, it's such a great... Well, it came at the right time because it was... Sci-fi was so still right there, just flying. And Star Wars had come out, and Star Trek had already been, you know, for a decade and a half. And uh, it was kind of when Stanley Kubrick brought out that Space Odyssey in 1968, and that was huge. And uh, th- that Almost was before blew everybody away. Yeah, yeah, it blew everybody away on it. And the evolution where they have, uh, you know, gorillas fighting in the beginning and. The evolution of, of figuring out that a, a bone became a weapon that you could club somebody with, and you know, and then it's spinning in the air, and it eventually becomes a space station. You know, it yeah, and that evolves into that, and so. that's what fifty uh, going on fifty years ago. It is fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, where where the the future looking uh, movies are? <clears throat> I mean, you look at that now; it's not that far off. Yeah. If it's not, there's space stations, there's artificial intelligence, there's mm-hmm. Siri, mm-hmm. Alexa, mm-hmm. Cortana, all of those that are are doing that, and you you're getting it just the same. And so here we are, and now they have these videos and these TV shows that are looking into not the full distant future, but not 40 years down the line, mm-hmm. but now 10, 15 years down the line. And I don't like what the I don't like what it's showing. Yeah. And, you know, um, Joel, uh, he has a – Joel's a friend of ours um, that uh, has virtual reality. He has a guy hooked up to his PlayStation and all that. He played it one day, and it made him sick, you know, because it was just looking up and down, left and right. right, and, right. But his mind – his body stinks. Right, still. Right. So, you know, I, I've done those – Made full, him nauseous sick? Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. – you know, as a pilot, I every time I go to like Dave & Buster's and they've got that game that you mm-hmm. can like the mm-hmm. immersive mm-hmm. video game where it's the mm-hmm. – where you're a pilot mm-hmm. – I always do really well at that game for one level. And they're like, congratulations, you passed. You get to play the next level for free. You know? And they're like, you did really well. And I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I stumble out like I've had 10 vodkas. And you know, I, could, I could be sober as a, as a judge. And it's just like, oh, okay. Um, so you know, there's, it's, when, you, when you add the physical aspect of it and then you add the, the escapism, which I'm, I'm more like people need to get out. We need to go camping and fishing and just be outside. You see no kids out. you driving yeah. around anymore. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it, it is getting bad and, and get off my lawn. Exactly. They don't longer, you no longer have to yell that they're not there. Yeah, it's um, get off my son's <laughs> chat server. Yeah, really <laughs> get off the Xbox. Um, but you know where it can get scary is virtual reality meets artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. What happens if that gets in there and suddenly your you play your Xbox against the Xbox itself at times when you're not online and you're just playing your you know by yourself playing the game. But and I'm using that as an example. It could be anything, PlayStation, whatever. But it's what happens when you go to that level where we've already had. I've read a few times some scary encounters with artificial intelligence where suddenly there's a language being spoken that nobody's sure what it is. And it was kind of being created themselves uh, and understanding what they're communicating. Um, I started thinking about that the other day when I was watching a uh, segment on LinkedIn where they're showing uh, Alexa and Siri arguing with each other and battling out mm-hmm. rapping with each other and figuring out who's better than who. And I'm like, well, here's two technically artificial intelligence, 
you know, now they've got these girls sitting there rapping back and forth with each other, arguing who's better than who. And it started at that level, and I'm thinking to myself, what happens when that does become a thing? Well, you, when you, it really becomes reality, that those two do become competitors of each other in reality between each other where it's out of hand. You don't have control well, of that. Well, true – I mean that gets down to neuro-learning. Yeah. And that's actually how we learn as humans is by interaction, by back and forth, trial mm-hmm. and error. Mm-hmm. And so what they do a lot of times is they pit <clears> – <throat> The artificial intelligence against itself, uh, especially this really comes into like whenever you're playing um, Go, the mm-hmm. game Go or uh, chess, mm-hmm. is that instead of playing, you know, they first train it against humans and then they start playing against itself mm-hmm. and then they come out with a newer version and they play the newer version against the older version and then they start just leapfrogging each other. And that's how um, you get to this point where. You know, and that arguing back and forth is just how machines naturally learn themselves is through mm-hmm. that arguing. So you're right, is that putting that all together is going to be a nice uh, – it, it's going to be a change. And it's going to be – and it scares me a little bit for mm-hmm. future generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, on this – when we're talking here, I'm, I'm bringing in virtual reality because my question is how can virtual reality be used in the insurance industry? Well, and, and yeah. should it be? And it's kind of like that, you know, so, so what are your thoughts about where, I mean, cause you're my resident uh, insurance agent. Um, where do you think that virtuality could be used in the insurance industry? You, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. It, it's, um, I think the safest place initially is recreating accidents. Uh, somehow recreating, how did that bridge collapse in Miami? Yeah. Recreating the virtual reality of that, looking at it, what happened there, taking it all the way back to the World Trade Center. What mm-hmm. happened with the internal structure of that when the planes hit? How did they come down? They already have done that to a degree. I've seen models of it, what made it come down. But recreating situations, accidents, airplane accidents, how did this happen? What happened here? Recreating virtual reality of what what happened here, what was handled or not handled that could have rectified the situation before the accident. So things like that. So you're you're essentially talking about the uh, NFL swivel cam where you're watching the NFL yep. and they got a side view and then they swivel to yep. kind of virtual reality yep. and they're like you know you can pan around the ball but they're really just building that in real time based upon the videos that Correct. they've seen of the area. Multiple snapshots all the way around it. They know how everyone was laid out at every second. And so so then so then you can walk around the scene and and look at you know that one bolt flying off. <laughs> Well, if you if you if you can if matrix you can, style, <laughs> that's right. And if you can if you can put your car in reverse, and then see a video pop a screen rather should I say pop up, and you can see a three sixty view around your car of what you're backing up to it. Yeah. Why can't you do that on an airplane? Why can't you do that in different realities of of recreating that of what happened here? How did this? How did these? This, these two cars collide. How did how did this happen? And and how do you recreate it? How do you recreate the intersection itself? Um, th- there's a lot of things we could do with it on that level. And so my first was was trying to figure out how to prevent future accidents with it, using it to help help prevent uh, future um, situations in whether it may, may it might be a, um, a pr- an, an intersection where it's prevalent to accidents or what have you. And so how do you how do you prevent accidents from happening for it per se another great one would be to 
ensure, you know, situations of things you're looking at in the future of building, like the high-speed train we're looking to put between Dallas and Houston. You know, they're going to have to look at all angles of that. How do we, how do we uh, uh, create the best environment for the train? And moving at 180 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour, it's, it, there, there's a serious problem if it derails. Uh, you're talking about a 200-mile-an-hour, you know, um, you know, missile just flying through someone's yeah. backyard suddenly. And it's all heck is going to break loose. So you, you, just figuring out different uh, realms like that uh, by using virtual reality. Uh, and there's so many more places we can go with it in the insurance industry. So uh, you you reminded me of something is uh, Penn and Teller they had a uh, they created a video game for the Sega Genesis old mm-hmm. old school and all that well it, it never was released but it did there there's one game that came out of it which they've just moved into virtual reality is Desert Bus have you heard of this thing Desert Bus no oh, it's such a cruel game. <laughs> What you have to do is you have to drive the bus, I think it's from like Tucson to, to Las Vegas or, or vice versa or whatever, and you are just on a, on a desert. Desert highway, it is perfectly straight. Well, this is a rickety old bus that always pulls to the left, so you have to constantly under the game correct it, and you do that for like eight hours. My God. <laughs> I'd pull over and get in alignment. <laughs> but that is the game. And they just um, – just last year on Steam, it was actually released as uh, – is November. It was Desert Bus in VR. And so now you walk in and you get into the bus and you can look around the bus. You can look backwards and forwards every which way. But the game remains the same. Slightly pulls to the left. And you just got to keep driving and you can't get out of your lane. You can't go off the road. Occasionally things will, uh, you have to uh, miss stuff or something, but this is eight hours. And then as a congratulations, whenever you get that done, it says, congratulations, you get to drive back. <laughs> the next level is another eight hours. What, what is the, I don't know, what would possess somebody to say, hey, let's, you know, what would possess them to want? let me go drive eight hours? First of all, who has that time? Well, they have tournaments of this. They, oh they my God. Can sit down. I mean, this is this is this is where people have stopped going out fishing and started just driving no. a driving a bus for eight hours on virtual reality. Is this what people do with their vacation time, or is it just you know you find people who just happen to not be employed at the time? I mean, how do you say, hey, boss, I'm taking eight hours. I'm going to go drive a bus. Well, there's there's professional uh, there's professional video game players now that that are in leagues and teams and they practice and they go down. I mean, the there there was a tournament that just happened that uh, the Houston team lost against some team and it was a big upset and it was like I didn't even know there was an esports team in in Houston. So so what is this it, with the bus? Do you, is well, how do you win it? Is it just whoever can actually get there in eight hours, or is it cannonball run who gets no. there the quickest? No 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 no. The bus is pegged at a certain speed and that's it. So how do you win? I think that's the point. <laughs> Is that <laughs> nobody wins? <laughs> it's, All right, it's, so, so it's, it's, it's who can – I mean because the bus goes the same speed the entire time. <laughs> And you're locked in there, always pulling to the left. And then um, you get to the end and it's like, all right, well, you get to drive back. And I think that people have done like um, runs where they'd see how long they can do this. But it's literally eight hours of just driving straight. Oh, my God. 
So it's it's tic tac toe. <laughs> At the end of the day, no one's going to win. Back to oh, that. Back to more virtual reality. War games. War, war games. Yeah. Matthew Broderick uh, hacking into NORAD yeah. and, and then ending up in tic tac toe. Would uh, you like to play? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and that's essentially that's more virtual reality oh, that yeah. we're talking about, where he hacked into that and the system, and and it it started playing a war game with him, literally. Nuclear thermal, nuclear war. What was that? He, he kept typing Thur- in, yeah. in thermal nuclear war. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you sure you want to play this game? <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I loved war games. I, I loved a lot of the movies out in that that time period. Is So I, I, I'm conflicted on this Ready Player One. Because yeah. nostalgia-wise, heck, I want to go see it. I want to go see all the things that you know Steven Spielberg can bring in because of his license. I mean, he has Back to the Future, E.T., uh, all the Indiana Jones. You know, you don't know what's going to be pulled in there. And but in turn, my my you know my actual reality, me in life. Just wonders, okay, is this escapism going to become a problem moving forward? And then you start really going past that. I'm sure that you saw Wally. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's now we're now we're in, but you know, just people in their little scooter chairs <clears throat> watching TV and and doing that. And you know, as as we travel a lot, I'll sit there and just look up from my phone every once in a while. Yeah, I'm part of the drone society. Right. I look up. And I just see everybody head down. And then I just mm, put my phone away, you know. Well, it's to the point where is it – does this virtual reality actually – can it help people with, say, Alzheimer's or dementia? Take them to places where they remembered when they were younger. Would that help? That type of situation when you put here, mom, put the, you know, my mother's in her 80s and she's got a little bit of uh, memory loss uh, kicking in here at this point in dementia and uh, put the goggles on her, mm-hmm. you know, and take her a place where it was my dad was still alive, you yeah. know, that type of situation. Is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Would it, would it end up being an emotional thing that she doesn't want or is it a happy place? Uh, take her back to, you know, can you take her back to the 1950s and 60s with her mother and father and stuff like that when she was young, getting married and having kids? And, um, you know, is that a good thing? I, I don't know. Yeah. It, and, it's, it's a question to be asked. And, and you know, that you are absolutely correct because, you know, I, I see it as absolutely is a great thing. If if you're, you're has <clears throat> Alzheimer's and you are being reminded because a lot of times mm-hmm. remembering those and being in those moments can help. Right. And bring things around. Yeah, absolutely. But then you don't want someone who has an entire world built in virtual reality of their past, and then they just go live in it. And again, they're escaping what's happening now. And then they leave that world, you know, leave this world behind to go live in that past world. Yeah. Or a future world, you know, just depends on which way you want to go. A lot of people can't wait for the future. A lot of people can't, can't escape the past. Right. And it's, it's, it can go either direction. Like I said earlier, it's this, this can be a good thing or a bad thing. It can be therapeutic, uh, uh, and help people through times, uh, of loss, times of grieving, times of whatever it might be. Um, what was that one movie, uh, where you, they were dreaming? Do you go into, as far as it's no longer visual, it's actually neural, you know, do you go into the dreams? The, the one where, um, they, they had that, 
what was the name of that movie where it was like a dream where you went into it and you had to oh, fight oh, with your Because oh, uh, I, I was still thinking we were, we were in the 80s and 90s, so I was thinking Flatliners. No, but no, you're talking, I'm you're talking, talking about, about the punk from – yes, You're talking yeah, about The punk from uh, Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay. I, I knew what you were talking about. I was just – at first I was like going into the dreams. Okay, since we're talking 80s, 90s, I'm going with Kevin Bacon's Flatliners. Yeah, I remember then, that. Yeah. And then and then you start going where they – you know, they go – and I go, oh, Inception. That, that movie that left me like yeah. – um, Okay. I mean, does, do you go to the neural end of things like that? Now, that's pretty dangerous. Now you're you know peeking into dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. And where the heck does this all go? It's it's not stopping. That's one thing I point I'm making is everything that we talk about now, it's not stopping. I, mean, I remember back in the 90s, my brother saying to me, yeah, you're no longer going to need cash. You're going to have a card. And it's going to be just for debiting your account mm-hmm. in and out. I'm like, huh? Like, what do you mean? I've got a credit card. No, no, no. It's a debit card, it's called. He's telling me about this, and I'm looking at him going, so I'm not going to need to pay your cash? He goes, no, you'll just, you'll just hand him a card, and it will just swipe your account. And it had not even come out for years later, but this was back in the 90s he's telling me this. And you're, and you're and, barely carrying cash nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the only reason I carry cash is small dollar bills to distribute to children. Yeah, it's just, that's, I mean, I'm like Willy Wonka. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's I'm just distributing it out and just you know it, that's the only reason I have it. The worst thing that's ever happened to muggers is the debit card. <laughs> Nobody's got cash on themselves anymore. Well, yeah, people people uh, you know asking for change nowadays. I'm like I'm, I'm sorry, like literally, yeah. like I'm I'm looking to get in a wallet that doesn't even have a cash you know <clears throat> cash hold. You know, it's just. Uh, holds my cards more effectively. Yeah, well, know? they got that great TV commercial today where that guy's walking by, the girl's doing the uh, the uh, Girl Scout mm-hmm. uh, stand, and they're like, hey, you want to go? You go, oh, I don't have any cash on me. Well, do you have a U.S. bank account? And the guy looks at <laughs> and goes, well, yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and he figures it out, and they figures out they can sweep your card. Yeah, that's right. Go for it. Yeah. This, this was the first year, I think maybe last year I did it, where a Girl Scout just swiped my card. Yeah. You know, I was walking out of uh, whatever, Kroger or whatever I was at, uh, Market Street or something, and they swiped the card, and, and there it was. You know, it just uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, they can now do that. I said, all right, give me a couple of boxes of these, and I'm out of here. So you participate still, even without cash. So everybody's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but uh, back back on the virtual reality for insurance, I just don't see many uses for it. Like I, I try to come up with like virtual claims and all that. I'm like, you really don't need it. Take a picture yeah. of the damage and move yeah. on. But then, you know, virt- take a picture of the damage and then some AI engine is in there going, determining how much damage is in there behind the scenes based upon years of claim history, automatically knowing what parts need to re- be repaired. So you don't even need virtual reality. It's just like, okay. But, uh, you know, I could see absolutely your point, like zooming in into recreating claims recreating claims to try to prevent future yeah and you know but then as as we continue down this path towards a a semi-surveillance state where there's cameras everywhere right um we're in this situation where eventually we can piece all these these data feeds together 1984 is happening yeah exactly (laughs) so it's it's uh it's sad that the 80s and 90s, the things that we predicted are actually coming true really soon. That's what I'm saying. Anything we're talking about, you know, it's it's likely going to happen if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Elon Musk's uh, ambitious schedule for Mars is a little bit 
hey, hey, quick, now. but we'll hey, see now. what don't, don't, get, don't get down I'm on not, boy. I'm not. Um, but no, but he, ambitious. He's, he's very <clears throat> against artificial intelligence. He's, he's the one that's uh, screaming from the rooftops that we're about to have um, – you know, Terminator and Skynet, you know, yeah. all these things are going to come yeah. and, you know, come down to iRobot where it's like, uh, well, I'm protecting you. You know, one yeah. of the rules, Asimov's yeah. rules is, you know, don't do not harm humans until, you know, you know, preventing humans from harming themselves. themselves. Right. And then they make they make the decisions of what's good and bad for you. Correct. And now you're into you're under their thumb. But so. but that's already happening now. I mean, you look at uh, anybody's Instagram feed, Facebook feed, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they're feeding you the information that they feel is good for you. Right. And you know, it could be left, right, it could be political, apolitical, whatever it may be. Um th- we're just at this point where you're being fed and you're being told that information, like, you know, the current Facebook uh, breach, mm-hmm. you know, the, the he was whole, humbled there. Well, well, he was, but you know, people, it amazes me that people are, are, are going, Oh, I can't believe my data was shared. I was like, well, how much do you pay Facebook? Zero. Right. And whenever you're not paying someone something, they're monetizing elsewhere. You're the product, right? Your data is the product. Right. And so it's just a, you know, and then they're using that data to influence elections. They're right. using that, that data to influence your buying decisions and your your personality and all that type of stuff. They're influencing the way you think right now, and artificial intelligence is part of that. Guarantee somebody tries to build an artificial intelligence, but yet also a virtual reality insurance agency. Good luck with that. Here you go, <laughs> officer. Here's my virtual reality insurance card. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his goggles on. He's just putting his hands in the air with nothing Here, in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You need to put 3D glasses on. Here's my virtual reality. Oh, the man. Cop's like, well, you were virtually speeding. <laughs> Your virtual car. Let's do a virtual DUI. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I, I can I obviously you don't have goggles. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's uh, <clears throat> this 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 world is changing quickly, and it 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 it's really odd to be in it because I talk to you know you baby you baby boomers and and beyond that that say <clears throat> the amount of change, the velocity of change that I'm seeing now. Right. I mean, think about it. The iPhone is roughly 11 years old right now. The real first, you know, quote unquote smartphones. There were smartphones before then, but they're really they weren't consumer driven. That's what made the <clears> iPhone <throat> popular. Is it was designed for consumers versus business people? Because I had a BlackBerry, I had a, right. you know, um, the the Samsung Windows phone that yep. had the keyboard and all that type of stuff. I, I had all those, and those were those were mine, and so I was perfectly good with all that. And but whenever they added the consumer level. And everything from that point, Netflix, Amazon, right. all these things have just completely changed, disrupted. This blockbuster uh, <laughs> is is it's changed everything about the the way this world works. And I'm looking forward to see how far this goes. But I also <clears throat> I'm I'm tepid. You know I'm, I'm I'm worried about it. Well, you know it takes me back to we we know it's going to happen. We know it is happening. We know it's it's. Um, it's rapidly happening and, uh, just, you're hearing about this stuff evolving. It's coming to be, there's a lot of stuff happening, but does it then meet up with the law of diminishing return? 
And when I first really thought about that from a computer standpoint, I remember them talking about processors getting faster and faster. Mm -hmm. And they said the More processors are jumping and the, the speed is just exponential. It's called Moore's Law. Yeah. But then they said there's a point in time where it can only get so much faster. It's at a point where it, it, the, the diminishing return starts kicking in where the next level of, of, um, of um, the processor is just – it's not we're, going to be that We're more. effectively at that point yeah. now. Processors are not getting faster. They're just getting smaller so they can put more processors right. and, and run them in parallel and be more um, energy efficient. That's, right. that's, that's the goals now. The energy efficiency is where we're at now. But this was in the 90s when I was saying, okay, here's where my computers are at right now in my agencies. Here, but I need to operate at this level. And how do I get there? So, well, you need this process and that process. And I said, well, how far is this going to go? How long is it? They always they said, we have a ways to go, but then the diminishing return will start yeah. kicking in where we just won't see any more speed. And we're at that. It took, you know, darn near 20 years, yeah. you know, for it, uh, for it to really get to that point. Um, and uh, and it, it's there now. So in 20 years from now, do we go as far as we can with virtual reality where suddenly it is just here, it's, the, it's, it's reality, and what does it go from there? Does it just get better? Does I, it get more real to the point where – is it to the point where you can have a virtual reality that can actually start to affect people physically to the point where even it can go as far as a person having a heart attack or something like that from the reality being so real to them even though it's a virtual reality? You know, something like that to scare somebody or, or move somebody emotionally to the point of, you know, a, a stressful situation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I if I if I was to bring out my crystal ball, I would actually say that virtual reality has a one big um, one big fault. The goggles, you know, it's it's the goggles that you got to put on, and I think that that's going to be the limiting factor, and mm -hmm. it'll be it will be good, and that's where I that's why I have a concern is that the goggles are tied to something. Yeah, mm -hmm. they could be wireless, they could be whatever. You could, you know, technology can get to a point where they do that, but the still requires you to be somewhere, and that creates the sedentary, the stuck indoors, the escapism that it, that is out there. But I do think that like augmented reality, so like Pokemon Go, you know, where you're playing and interacting with things in the real world and walking around and, you know, that's where Google Glasses were, were kind of going, where you could just look at something and it would identify and tell you about it, where effectively you're always, everything, the world around you has been virtualized. Then mm -hmm. it, it says, oh, this is a... You know, this is an orange juice and, you know, this is how much it will cost. Would you like to order it? Something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, whenever you start talking about, you know, implementing that in business and especially in insurance, I think that that could actually really help because virtual, you know, augmented reality comes from heads up displays and cars and, um, you know, all those types of things that they could uh, flare, you know, looking at a house and saying, oh, you got a heat leak here or a water leak there. Being able to look at a house virtually from all sides mm -hmm. and really view, view <clears throat> things will really help, I think, the, the insurance world a lot. I think that can also bring in privacy. People don't want you necessarily in their house. So being able to show it to you virtually, uh, just showing you the actual house not, okay, my maid hasn't come this week or I haven't gotten around to cleaning up around the house this week, um, you know, with the kids or what have you and their room's a mess. I don't want you in there. So maybe the virtual way is a way of privacy still being held to some degree of, uh, again, we're keeping people off our porch <laughs> <laughs> and the lack of society's uh, 
functionality with one another. So, well, um, it's been uh, we're we're wrapping up. We need to wrap up here, and uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad uh, glad you could join me. You want to we want to do this again? Sure, absolutely, right. absolutely. Well, uh, before we let you go, uh, make sure that uh, you subscribe. Uh, you can scri- subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and uh, various different ones now. Tune in radio. If you have any comments or questions on the show or want to talk about your two cents when it comes to virtual reality in the insurance industry, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I would too. You can contact us at contact at insurancehappyhour.com or you can visit our website at insurancehappyhour.com and leave a comment. Be sure to make, uh, check out the show notes. Uh, going to leave a couple links to trailers such for uh, uh, things that we talked about like Ready Player One and all that type of stuff that uh, gets released uh, next Thursday, I think. Nice plug. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that's about it. Well, uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, thanks, thanks, Justin, for joining in today. Sure you bet. Yeah. It's uh, been fun. And uh, thanks for listening. with virtual reality <laughs> you know there's a tv commercial i love and i think it's a hot pocket commercial where the kids are playing virtual reality and the dude gets up because his hot pockets ding in the microwave and they're all getting shot at and his buddy dives on him to save him it was hilarious just seeing these guys just walking around they're knocking over lamps and they're crashing through the house but meanwhile it's a virtual reality they're getting shot at and meanwhile the dude's going for his hot pocket it's hilarious those are great scenes I get a kick out of that stuff.